There you are. Welcome to 400 Words of Horror. Welcome, welcome to my horror haven. First things first, you have to remember that you are here by your own volition. I am once scared for fun, unless stated otherwise. So, listener discretion is advised. Feel free to leave if the story is not for you. Oh, you are still here? Good to know. It would be totally okay if you did go, but I am glad that you're still here with me. Now, I have many, 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 many letters today in the mail. So why don't we just read a couple of them together? They are screaming in the gully tonight, and we are far from home. Our ears are filled with the skitter of our own claws against concrete. We veer into tall grasses, let the darkness between the reeds obscure us from overbearing street lights. The coyote's call echo from the water's edge. Muffled paws dart through soft mud and twigs snap against fur as they race after their prey. The sharp tang of panic begins to fill in the air. The yips become frenzied, gleeful in their pursuit. The cries seem distant, but they reverberate off of stone and water until we lose direction. The buzzing halogene lights bathe vivid orange down on us. Deep shadows wade in from all sides. We hurry along our paths, praying to reach home before the hunters catch our scent. Last moon, we found a raccoon stuck in the basin of a fall, reaching its small, lifeless hands to the sky, so close, but not breaking through the current. Tomorrow, we will find imprints of patent claw half erased by the water's flow, and another friend missing in the wake of a long night. Well... That is nature for you. Some will die, some will live, some will hunt, some will be hunted. Though sad, it is what nature is. Let's move on to another one, shall we? He murdered that woman. I saw it. She was gone, just like that. It's like she was nothing. It was like watching someone cut paper. He had to have done this before, hundreds of times. I was the only witness to the light leaving her eyes. Peeping through windows isn't a crime, but not reporting a crime is. Aiding and abetting is. Murder is. He murdered her. I was here in my apartment, standing away from the window, of course, not knowing what to do. I am the witness, the one and only sole witness of this crime. Therefore, you are reading this. I knew the guy. Well, not really, not personally, but I did know of him. 
When the neighborhood decided to celebrate some stupid event, I talked to him. I said hi, and he said it back. We drank a beer in the clustered men who do not talk corner of the party. Then we went our merry ways. And a few months on the road, and now I knew he was a monster. I was afraid of living this life forever, stuck on whether or not to be a snitch or a hero to that woman's family. Did I want to call the police? Hell no. I was not going to call the fucking police. They have never done anything good, and the odds are that the murderer would have blamed the woman, and that the police would have believed him. Those stakes were too high for me to call in the pigs. Should I have let it go and be part of the problem? No, I couldn't let it go. Of course not. The struggles of women always go unnoticed, even the ones who are still breathing. I don't want to let another man just walk away from this, on the loose. Oh, God. I wish I was religious. At least I could let God solve this problem. Life is so ironic, but it's not funny anymore. Who knew I would become Professor Anderson at some point in my life? I blamed him while reading the book for talking about a life taken as if it were the biggest dilemma that ever existed. Should I have done the same thing? Should I have just waited long enough for the dilemma to collapse on itself? But I didn't know if the guy was moving away or not. What if you lived here forever and ever, leaving my dilemma alive forever in this reality? What if you went away and I lived a life of regret for witnessing but silencing the loss of this woman? Look at me, talking as if this has anything to do with me. My dilemma? My regret? What about this is mine? I am not the vicious monster who murdered her, or the woman who is gone forever now. I can't even believe I made this all about me here. I am not Professor Anderson. He was afraid to ruin the murderer's life. I am not. To hell with his life. What about her life? You can't ruin someone's life without consequences for your actions. Wouldn't you agree? He had no problem taking someone's life. Why should we care about his? I want him dead, hurt, punished. I would love to believe that he could understand why his actions are wrong, but I don't think that is possible with his calm demeanor while murdering that woman. That calm face of his made me think that he'd done it before, multiple times. That is why I followed him when he was trying to move the body out of the home, and I put a tracking device on his car before he came out. And thus, the letter... Abigail. The name of the woman I saw. Abigail Myers. You can find the name tag on her body. I still don't know who she is, not fully, but I know her name and a few details about her. That gives me more comfort for some reason, I guess making me realize that what I did was right and just. Alexis Watson, Natalie Buchanan, Melody Lowe, Chloe Sosa, Aaron Reynolds, Mila Rowland... Tina Curry, Teresa Small, Sinead Barr, Rory Nielsen, and Frances Melton. The first two on the line don't have a name. I guess he started to be more organized after them. I'm sure their name will fit in some missing list, and at least Abigail can be recognized. 
13 people. 13 women went unnoticed because society didn't deem them worthy. 13 women are gone forever now just because. All of these women were those who hurt the conservative image of a woman. Sex workers, trans women, women who hooked up and lived their lives without caring or loving men, lesbians. He wrote it all. He researched and chose these women. It wasn't random. It was pre-mediated. These women had no idea this one ugly piece of shit was after them. Even more women are still unaware that they could have ended up here. Not anymore. I will take their names and stories out of the evidence that I am leaving behind. They all are having terrible lives already. I want them to sleep less afraid. That is the most I can do for them. The new list was not just women, of course. Many men, just as I, were on that list. I didn't do this because I wanted to take revenge for these women. Nor did I do it as a hero or a savior. I'm not that dumb. A man murdering a man for women? I refuse to become a part of that history. I don't want to be known as the hero. I just want to be alive and safe. I did it for myself. The one who kids herself with many crossed lines in my eyes. You can see from two sides with a window. And maybe I should have used curtains more. Son of a bitch was a peeping Tom himself. I showed him who I was. Every limb of his knows that now. Even the parts you guys probably can't find. You also cannot identify this man in any shape or form. He doesn't need a name or a body. He is potentially any cishet man given the opportunity and reason. The actual image of what they all could be or could do. His name, face, and life story mean shit. He is not the first, nor will be the last, to do what he did. Abigail, on the other hand, mattered. Mila, on the other hand, deserved to live long enough to see her son's graduation. And Tina, she was about to leave her toxic household. Teresa was about to graduate from law school. Alexis will never be able to reconnect with her little brothers now. Abigail could have met Natalie and, I don't know, maybe formed a rock band. Rory, I wish I could play Stardew with you. Melody, I am so sorry that you couldn't finish that novel. I hope Chloe can see her dog again, if heaven or some bullshit exists. Francis and Sinead were about to get fucking married. Erin, I'm so sorry, sister. Fuck. Can cops do identification from tears? I hope not. Teresa would have known. Those two who I can't even identify anymore. Those two used to have names, lives, faces, personalities, struggles, and muses that no one can ever get to know now. I know I am in no shape or form to ask for a request, especially from your kind, but I would love to learn the Nameless One's names, too.
I don't want them to stay as just a number, a body without a soul and purpose. They deserve their names and their stories to matter. Isn't that the least we can do for these people who were taken away from us? Do not try to find me. I made sure no one ever could. Instead of wasting your energy on me, please spend that energy on the victims. Don't be a cop. Leave your job aside just for this one case. Do the right thing instead of being an ass. I guess that's all. People still believe that supernatural is the worst thing that can happen to someone. But we both know humans are the worst. Monsters are unknown to you, sure. But humans know you too well to know exactly what will destroy you. Well, at least this one was removed from human world. That gives me some kind of hope? No. Satisfaction makes me want to go out on a hunt of my own. Yeah, that was that was your cue, dear, to leave me so I can prepare for the hunting season. Come on. Toodaloo. Bye. This has been 400 Words of Horror, a horror-themed anthology podcast made by audio drama enthusiasts who wanted to get started as creators. This week's episode was produced, edited, and sound designed by the one, the only, Jem Iden, and they also voiced the lovely Haven. The first story today was Coyotes, and it was written by Prax Kilowatt and edited by Fortune Salem, Lissa J, and Neutron. It was performed by the wonderful Eli Shorts. The second story today was Crime, and that was written by Jem Iden. It was edited by Fortune Salem, Just Jenna, and me, Lissa J. It was performed by the lovely Fortune Salem. Everybody in this casting crew is lovely, but you're going to hear me say it every time anyway. If you're a fan of reading and transcripts sound like a lot of fun to you, you can find those and a full casting crew in our episode document that's linked down below in the description. There you can also find links to all of the sounds that we used from freesounds.com. If you're a fan of goodies like myself and bloopers, ad-free episodes, or behind-the-scenes content sound like a lot of fun to you, then you can pop over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash 400 words of horror. There you can find all of the above, plus some extra goodies we like to throw in there for you guys. You can join our lovely henchmen like Just Jenna, Henchman G, Jen W, Saza, and Cake, who we literally couldn't do the show without. If you, you aren't entirely sure about the Patreon or you can't swing a monthly subscription fee, absolutely no worries. We actually just opened up a Ko-Fi, which is incredibly exciting. So you can find us over there at ko-fi.com slash 400 words of horror. Even that means the world to us as well. Buy us a coffee. Um, I don't sleep. Most people know this, I think. <laughs> If Patreon or Ko-Fi aren't your love language, or maybe you can't financially support something right now, absolutely no worries. An amazing way to still show support for the show is to leave us a review on whatever podcasting app that you use to listen to us on. Those really do make a big difference when it comes to discovery and people finding us on the apps. So please, by all means, spare a couple seconds and leave us a review on there. We really appreciate it. 
Once you've left a review, if you can't stop thinking about 400 words of horror and how amazing it is, I've been there. I get it. A great way to also show some love is to spread word to friends, family, social circles, whoever you talk to, things like that. Word of mouth is the best and fastest way for any podcast to grow out there. So if you like what you hear today, go ahead and tell a friend. Info dump on them. Everybody loves a good info dump. You can also follow our shenanigans on social meds, I hear is what the kids call it these days. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at 400 Words of Horror, and our DMs are open to you with any feedback you guys might have about an episode. Um, if you guys wanted to let us know how much you loved it, or if you thought of something that could be really fun or interesting to throw into the show, by all means, shoot us a message. We would love to hear from you, and we really do take all of those into consideration when we are uh, writing and recording and making the show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to 400 Words of Horror. This really is a passion project for us, and we do what we do because we love it, and we love that you guys love it. So we'll be back with you guys in a couple weeks with some more spooky stories. Um, It is spooky season after all. you got to get into the right aesthetic, you know? Um, But yeah, I'll leave you with that. Thank you guys again. Mm, Bye-bye.